around the world celebrate Mother's Day. I found out that statistic, and I thought, well, that's really interesting because we can't agree on politics, and we can't agree on governmental leaders, and we can't agree on worldview this or that or the other, but we can agree that mothers need to be honored. They are worthy of honor, and they're worthy of respect. And I think that's so interesting that um, even in other countries, Mother's Day today is celebrated. So yet, I'm also very aware that Mother's Day can stir up a gamut of emotions. Um, sometimes we have thoughts of our own biological mothers, what was, was what wasn't, what we wish was, what we wish wasn't, our, our um, you know, stepmothers, single mothers, um, ladies that want to be moms, those of us that have lost moms, or those of you that have lost moms, and, and, and just to celebrate, just Mother's Day can bring up a lot of emotions. And so I wanted to be very sensitive to the emotion of the day, yet I feel like the Lord has uh, placed on my heart an encouragement for whatever emotion you might be feeling today. Is that okay to say? So I want to give you a little backdrop of where we got to this place today, or I should say where I got to this place today, uh, that you would understand the heart of the Father and the heart of what he put laid on my heart. Um, my mom, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> my mom is 91, and I can do this. <laughs> my mom is 91. At the end of March, she fell and broke her hip. Uh, the very next day, she had surgery, and five days later, they were sending her home with hus in, the, in hospice care, telling us, you know, and I've gone from, okay, bring the DNR, and let's take her off of this, and just let her go, and whatever, to the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you bring your mom home, mom needs to come home. So it does require 24-7 care. And uh, my sisters and I have uh, gotten a little schedule now once we figured out what mom needed and what her care was that she needed. And um, now we're on a little better rotation where I kind of do the weeks. My other sister does a weekend so that I can come here and be with y'all. And my sister Sherry, gratefully to her, flew in from uh, Indiana just to take a week. This week she is with my mom so that Sandy and I could have a break from that day-to-day -day care. But in the middle of all of that, that's really not part of the story. It just is um, kind of telling you where my head is. I feel like I've been in two worlds. I, I'm with my mom and I want to be with my mom, but I'm, I miss y'all. And I want to be with my family here and I want to be with my home and my dog and my husband. And yet I go there and I want to be with mom and all the things that she's experiencing. There's so many precious moments. So that's kind of a backdrop <clears throat> in the middle of that backdrop. In the middle of that backdrop, <clears throat> um, there was a little uh, a, uh, relational snafu this weekend. Y'all ever have relational snafus? That's little bumps in the roads with relationships that aren't as smooth as they used to be yesterday but we're gonna get better tomorrow. Then I get home Friday night and, or I should say before I got home, my lead singer that was leading worship called me and she's sick and she cannot be here. My drummer's out of town, another uh, worship person is out of town. Stacy's on 24 hour call at the hospital, not available today. Thank you, Stacy. She's had about two hours sleeps delivering babies and is here today. But anyway, you know, in the middle of that, Okay, so this is another thing, and I'm just chewing, I'm chewing. Okay, I'm home, I'm enjoying my family. <laughs> Yesterday at about noon, 
um, I get a call from Rebecca Aries. She was our keynote speaker this morning. That is Alejandro's wife. And she called me and said she was sick and not able to speak today. That was at noon yesterday. And so I did a very, very, very mature thing. <laughs> very mature. I had an adult fit. I just had a fit. And I couldn't help myself. And I'm like, God, what in the world? I'm like, I'm just, I just want it to be normal. I just want whatever normal is. I want normal what it used to be and never change and, and all those things. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And Pat says, what is this? I said, I don't know, but I want to do it. I don't want to do whatever this is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what all adults do in their fit of rage, I went into my room and shut the door. I did not slam it. That was the grace of God. I did not slam it, <laughs> you know. And... um. I said, God, I know this out of all the years that I have followed my sweet, sweet Heavenly Father. I know this. He doesn't waste anything. And I know enough now at this stage of my life to go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where is my normal? What do you want me to gain out of this? What do you want me to see? Because nothing's caught him by surprise and if you had asked me probably three, four weeks ago when we were planning Mother's Day and what we had had planned for you ladies, um, and if you had said those that week, okay, well, you need to speak, I'd say, no way, you know, I've got my mom, I've got la 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 But, you know, the Lord orchestrates things regardless of what we think are the right thing to do or the right place to be. And so... In the middle of that a very mature adult fit, um, he gave me this verse. He said, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Whoa, how true is that? And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So in the middle of that, I said, okay, Lord. What are you doing? What do you want me to do? How are you going to figure this out? And you know what? When I finally stopped and asked him that question, he gave me the title for this morning. And the title that he gave me, Beholding His Glory in Every Season. Beholding His Presence in Every Season. And my heart stopped. <laughs> because I said, Lord, yeah, even in the season of wanting to be here and wanting to be there and having a fit that it wasn't normal and whatever. He never wastes anything. You know that, right? You know all the stuff you do and fuss about and come and go and change of plans. Change of plans. He never wastes anything. Never. And I can say that, honestly, that as I sat there in my room, he just gave me a download. He said, behold the glory in every season. Then I started thinking, well, Lord, then what are the seasons? What are the sweet seasons for mom? What season do you want to give encouragement for today for moms that are here? So I just want to take a minute and just ask the Father to reveal that to me, to reveal it to you as I share what he's put on my heart. Can we do that? Oh, God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good, and you're so good. We can't even fathom how good you are. So, God, I just come to your throne this morning. I come on behalf of the moms that are in this room and all the moms that are listening on online. And, Lord, I just thank you 
for creating each one of us with unique talents and with unique gifts. Lord, I thank you for the sacrifice that moms make every day for their children. I thank you, Lord, for the late night rockings of colicky babies and the diaper stage and the teenage stage and the hugging and the late night talks and the washing fingerprints off the wall and all that stuff that moms do that are tireless. Yet they do it with such little effort because of the grace that you put on the mom. I thank you for their flexibility. I thank you, Lord, for their devotion to children. So I just pray today, Father, as I share what's on your heart, that you would give me only your words, only your thoughts, and that we would hear with the mind of Christ, Lord. I just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I reflect on the title... As I was saying, there are five seasons the Lord brought to my mind, significant seasons in my life, and I'm sure there's many more, but I just wanted to share with you a little encouragement on those five seasons. Season number one, behold his glory in the season with younger children. Look for it. Whoa, that's easy for me to say because I don't have younger children anymore. In fact, I don't even have younger grandchildren anymore where they're in the infant stage, in the two-year-old stage. But we do have a few couples in here, not infants anymore, or currently, I should say currently, I'm asking for some current newborns, Christian. I mean, Chris, Kristen, newborns, you know, just somebody that would, because my grandchildren are, are a little bit out of that stage, but... In that stage, um, you know, I think that is a 24-7 job. It's, it just doesn't stop. And about the time that you finish one, one thing or you think you've gotten this done, then something else will arise. And I do remember in that stage of life that a real reprieve is when I got to go to the restroom and there wasn't a knock on the door. And I'd like, that's, I'm going to celebrate this because I didn't have a knock on the door, you know. Um, but what's another interesting thing is that this season of my life, I'm kind of with my mom at 91. I almost feel like I'm in that young children's stage again. She might not be infant, but in the care, the 24-hour care. And just about the time that I sit down, I hear, beep, we've got to, we have rigged her a, a little nurse's button, you know. And I found myself one day going, oh, that's a button. And <laughs> I'm just saying, and yet... God just reminded me, you know, what a privilege. And I had to repent before him that, you know, he doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste buttons. He doesn't waste, you know, calls to come and take care of me. He doesn't waste children that need their nose wiped or whatever it is. And I'm just so grateful for a season that I had when my littles were little and now when my mother is little. It is just a fresh reminder of me taking care of my mom, what some, some families with little ones. So today, uh, oh, and, and a scripture he did tell me, you know, when we, when we got a uh, lack of sleep, that's the big thing that I can really remember uh, about young ones. Uh, the Lord says in Psalm 62, 1, that truly my soul finds rest in God. And I find myself, even in the days where my mom, I've taken care of my mom, saying, Lord, I just need your rest. I don't have many hours. Or at the beginning when she came home, it was a lot of up and down even during the night. But I have your rest, and you can give rest to my soul. 
And so I just cried out to the Lord for that season. So those of you that have little ones are going to have a little one for me, Kristen. So oh, <laughs> I just want to pray over you. Or if you're in a season like me with a, an elderly parent that requires that same kind of 24-7 um, care, I just want to pray over you guys right now, okay, before we go to the next season. So, God, I just pray that you give each mom strength and that you would give her sweet rest in you. I thank you, Lord, that every night my mom prays for sweet rest. And, God, there's a sweetness about rest when you are in the middle of our rest. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give our souls rest. And, Lord, I pray that you would help our moms to see that in every simple task that she does, God, there's so much eternal significance that you place on motherhood help us to understand lord that even in the most radical um, world changing event that could be happening right now whatever is going on in the home right now with their children with their younger children lord that you can use it to shape that family with huge kingdom impact so lord would you do that now would you do that in the season with little ones, Lord, would you help the moms to behold your glory, help the moms to see your presence and to celebrate your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. Another season the Lord brought to my mind, and I love this season, but um, he told me, he said, behold his glory in the season of singleness. That might be hard with somebody that's in a season of singleness, especially depending on what that, that singleness looks like. And uh, did you know, so I started thinking about or, or looked up statistics about solo moms. Did you know that 24% of moms in the United States do it alone? Now let me, let me just translate that is 9 million, I was going to say 7, but it is 9 million mothers in the United States parent their children alone. That's a huge statistic. That's a huge opportunity for us as a church, for us as Freedom Fellowship, that we would embrace, that we would embrace, that we would love, that we would help, that he, we would walk alongside either the mom that is walking in her singleness or the, or the children that are walking in single, with a single parent. I happen to be one of those that, that grew up. My mom was a single mom for several years, um, five children. Uh, we were all within five children within the seven years. Um, and she was a single mom for many, many years. But I will tell you this, and this is why I love this season. The best lessons that I could learn ever about God's faithfulness was in mom's season of singleness. So if you're sitting here and you're single, single and, and, you know, questioning the whys, I will tell you this. My mother has um, an unwavering faith. Pat, my grandchildren, they can all testify. She has never, ever wavered from her faith, from her love in the Lord and just her testimony, even now, on her bed, you know, just always giving glory to the Lord. So as a kid, we, with five kids, um, money was a little bit more scarce than probably a two-income family, and there were days, bread and butter, not bread and butter, I'm sorry, bread and milk, they were kind of big, big deals in a house with five kids. We liked our bread, and we liked our sandwiches, and we liked our milk, and we were always running out of it. 
And mom would say, go to my purse and try to find the change that's in the bottom of the purse, and then whatever you find, then we'll go get a loaf of bread or we'll go get some meal. And do you know that it was like a treat for us? Like, let's go to mom's purse and let's find some change that's in the bottom. I got a quarter, I got a dime. But you know, the, the precious thing that he taught me through that is how faithful, faithful, faithful God is all the time. When she didn't know where the next thing was coming. It's kind of like the loaves and fishes, you know. She didn't know where that was coming, but she always sent us to those purse, those bottom of the purses. So I learned at a real young age, just ask and go look. Just ask and go look. Another, another incident with my mom in, in the season of singleness, um, we were in Tampa when we needed to move back, when my parents split up. We needed to move back to where my grandparents' home was. And here again, mom, five children, I don't have any extra money. We went to a, um, she decided one day I was going to go down to the drugstore because the drugstore had this, this um, it kind of, I, I don't even know what it was, like a little drawing for cash. And each day you signed your name and they put $5 in the hat and whoever signed their name on the day that the card was drawn, you win that amount of money. The bottom line is she had never done that, never done that, but she knew she needed to get home with us. So she went down to the drugstore, signed her name, and lo and behold, that day, they drew her name, and she won $140, and that paid for the, um, the um, U-Haul and the gas to move us back home. Why do I like this season? Because it taught me so much about God's faithfulness. You see, that was normal to me. That was a normal occurrence. We didn't have money, and that, but it didn't, even, it didn't even matter. It didn't even dawn on me that that wasn't a good thing because God just showed up and showed up and showed up. It taught us things after things. So I just have a real um, a heart for that season. If somebody's here or somebody online that is parenting in a solo way, that he has incredible amount of lessons and promises that he wants to share with you if you will let him. So I just want to take a minute and um, pray for the single moms, the solo moms. This could apply to solo dads as well, but since it's Mother's Day, I'm going to pray for moms. <laughs> so. so Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you allowed me to see a season of singleness that taught me the things about your faithfulness that I never could have learned any other way. God, I thank you for that. I pray especially for singles moms who lean totally on you for the fathering of their children. I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're big enough to do that. You're big enough to surround them with your arms. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them the grace and the just ability to look to you as their helper. And Father, that they would see your presence, that they would See your glory in their situation, Lord. Whatever that is, Father, that you would just even now show them nuggets of the, of the amazing faithfulness that you've shown them in their family. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Another season the Lord spoke to me about. Uh, behold is, can you behold his glory in a season of discipleship? You know, sometimes we get, I have to be really honest, 
you know, whatever I'm doing in my life that I think is a whole lot more important than what he wants me to do, which is to make disciples, you know. I have to, I have to um, repent sometimes of, of not seeing things as an opportunity that the Lord is putting in front of me. So I believe with all my heart that whatever stage of life that you're in, children, no children, grandchildren, want to have children, don't want to have children, whatever, the Lord, grandparenting, whatever, the Lord has called us to disciple the younger. It could be your own biological, it could be your spiritual children, but I just really feel like the Lord has called us um, to do that. He's given us an example. Uh, Jesus, you watch Jesus, and he was continuously training, continuously um, giving an example, discipling, and he's called us to do that. So in the middle of that, I, I was thinking the Lord, okay, Lord, then help me be more aware in the season because I am in a season that I don't have children anymore and I don't even have my grandchildren as much as I used to because they're all teenagers and they get their cars and do their own things so they don't even need us in this season as much as they do, you know. But he said, but I do have other children for you. I do have other ladies for you. I do have other younger ones that I want to make you aware of. And then he brought me back to, um, in my college days, uh, 20, 19, 20, uh, and you know that stage when you're trying to figure things out, think you know but don't know really. But anyway, he sent me a lady named Jana White, and she discipled me. And I'm so grateful today, and he, I'm so grateful that he reminded me of her. I really honestly had even forgotten, kind of forgotten her name, but um, taught me scripture shared just nuggets of wisdom, life experiences, things that as a 20-year-old, as a 19, 20-year-old that thinks they know everything when they go away to school, um, that I didn't know. And um, I'm so grateful for that time. So I just feel like that I wanted to encourage you all that if you don't have somebody that you're currently investing in or that you're um, it could be a teen, it could be another mom. And here's the thing, it doesn't have to be a younger in chronological age. It could be somebody that just, the Lord's just put on your heart that maybe maybe hasn't walked through a, a particular event or season that you've walked through, that maybe, you know, they're younger in that way, is all I'm saying. So I just felt like the Lord wanted me to encourage you to look, open your eyes and look for somebody that you've get, been given so much and what we've been given we've we're required to give out so i want to pray for those spiritual moms and the ones that um that if you're not at that place that lord would open your heart and your mind to be at that place where you would embrace the discipling that jesus taught us to do can i do that so lord i just lift up all the ladies that have been spiritual moms, Lord, I look out. <laughs> I look out this morning and I see the ladies that have invested in me. I look out and the, um, oh gosh, just the beautiful ladies, Father, that have taught me so th so many things just in their life. And I thank you, Lord, that that is an example of what you did when you were on this earth. That you taught and you trained and you discipled. And Lord, we just you love doing life with those that were around you. Lord, I pray that you would create in us a heart that would love to do life with each other, God, that we would teach each other, we would learn from each other. We would use the time to um, 
just really build each other in the Lord. And Father, I just pray that um, you would give open doors to the ladies, Lord, that you would give them open eyes, Father, that you would show them your seeds of life. I pray that every situation and every person, that they would see every situation and every person as an opportunity to share your life and disciple in a way that you disciple. Lord, I thank you for the model of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to embrace your glory in our season of discipling. Thank you, Father, for your example in that. In Jesus' name. Now I'm going to come to the season that's one of my very, very favorites. Behold his glory in a season with preteens and teenagers. I miss my teenagers. Can I say that? Stacy? I miss you as a teen. I really do. Jen, I miss you as a teen. I'm looking at this season now where, you know, where you see um, graduation invitations and you see it all over Facebook and you see these pictures and all. And what's the one thing people say? How did you get, how did you grow up so fast? What happened? Where's the time gone? And I find myself looking at those and being reminded, where's the time gone? Where's the time gone with my grandkids that are teenagers? I'm like, whoa, you close your eyes. But that is... You know, they were the greatest years. I can say this with all honesty. They were some of the greatest years that taught Pat and I how to be ministers today was the lessons that I've learned. He uses, you know, he never wastes anything. So even in the times that you think, oh, this is a little bumpy here or there's a little misunderstanding here, he never wastes any of that. And I'm so grateful for the lessons that... um, he allowed me to learn through my teenagers. Um, So I have six takeaways, because this is my very favorite season um, to talk about. And I had six takeaways that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart for uh, with my years as preteens and teenagers. And the first takeaway, he said, um, I feel like celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins. You know, it's really easy to, to lift up and magnify the negative, especially in our teens. And it usually has to do with our own expectations as parents, doesn't it? You know, it's really easy to do that. But I feel like the Lord told me to celebrate the wins. Whatever the win is, it could be, a li- it could be they put the clothes in the laundry basket. That could be a win, whatever that little thing is, you know. They're not on the floor. The other are not on the floor. They brushed their teeth this morning, you know. A very, Stacy's laughing. She would love, guys, she would like that win. But, you know, one thing I enjoy, and I'm, I'm going to call you out, Carrie, because I love seeing your Facebook post. You celebrate every win of your journey with your children and I love that what an encouragement what an encouragement because it's so easy not to do that Um, takeaway number two don't give up don't give up don't give up never 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 give up you are sowing seeds you are sowing seeds of life you may not see the fruit of that seed but in time when it's his time never 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 give up and I know that sometimes there might be some little discouragement or you know, or we move two feet forward and one feet back, or we made a progress, whatever that is. 
I am reminded by the Lord, I am a product of a bunch of seeds that were sowed in my life. It just didn't happen overnight, and it just didn't happen with one person. So I'm just encouraging you as mamas, you know, don't give up and sow those seeds. Sow those seeds in time. In time, you'll reap. You will see the fruit of that. Third takeaway from having a preteen and a teenager. Here's a question for you. Do you focus on the changeable moods or events with your teens? Or do you focus on the unchangeable nature of God? Who has given you unchangeable promises? Who has given you unchangeable prophetic words over your teen? What do you focus on? And I tell you what, I've had times where I've focused on, on one or the other. Not always on the right focus. But he's so unchangeable. And he loves your children more than, more than I ever could. So um, I love that reminder. Here's takeaway number four. Did you know that parents and teens both do things wrong? Duh. Duh. You know? <laughs> I remember um, Stacy, and I don't even remember what the incident was, and it really doesn't matter to this day, but I do remember as a 16-year-old, and there was an incident, and um, I didn't handle it right. And I remember just crying and going, oh, Stacy, I'm so sorry. I've never had a 16-year-old. I don't know what to do with you. you know. <laughs> and, but the beautiful thing about parenting, um, this is number five, is some parenting is learning together. So keep that in mind. You know, you might not always know that, but it is, uh, it is a season of learning together. If we learn together, then we can embrace his glory. As, as we embrace his, his presence, he teaches us how to learn together, right? Um, this is another takeaway, my sixth takeaway of having teens and um, preteens. I'm still learning this one, okay? Don't just forgive. Reconcile. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Scripture, according to scriptures, we all have the ministry of reconciliation. And especially with teens um, or people. I could say people. It doesn't really matter. But we happen to be talking about teens right now. You know, we talk about forgive. Forgive. Okay, I forgive. Okay, will you forgive me? Yes. And it, and it can be a one-way street. It can be. I'm not saying always. It can be. Yes, I will. And yet in the back of the mind or maybe in the heart, there might be a little a little something left there. Reconciliation, let me tell you the difference in forgiveness and reconciliation. Reconciliation is a two-way street. It means that I don't just want you to tell me, yes, I forgive you, and we'll go on with life. But it is saying, um, I want to seek to understand you, and I want to seek that you understand me, and I want us together to seek to be right with the Lord. That's reconciliation. If he's given us a ministry of reconciliation, I would say that probably um, one, of the, um, one of the things that I learned over time in my family with my teens is it's very easy because we know cognitively, yes, I forgive you, let's go on. But it takes a heart change to go, I want to be reconciled with you as a person, with you, Lord, as my Lord, it's more of a, uh, a heart-spirit thing. Does that make sense? Because that's really heavy on my heart. I try to even, even in 
our marriage is kind of one of those things I use in our marriage, never to break the spirit of the marriage, but to be more concerned about reconciling with him as a relationship or with God rather than being right. And I like to be right, but he hasn't called me to be right to anybody but him. So it's kind of one of those um, nuggets that I wrote was fight to reconcile rather than to fight to be right. So I just want to pray over moms that have preteens or teens or might be having teens or you'll get there. If they're younger, they'll get there. And it's so funny. They won't always stay there. I always used to say to my girls, you know, well, when you're 18, you won't do that anymore. You know, it's kind of one of those things. So, Lord, I just ask you in Jesus' name that you would be the bread of life for these moms of teens Lord, we celebrate this season that you've given us. I thank you for the preteens. I thank you for the teens. I thank you, Lord, that you never waste anything. So even in the circumstances that they walk through and uh, the personality things or the hormonal things, Lord, we can throw that in there too. Lord, I thank you that nothing is wasted and you're always wanting to teach us what to do, how to respond so that we don't react, Lord. May we do it in the way that's pleasing to you. I ask that you would be these mothers' living water, Lord, that you would be their source of spiritual and physical strength. Lord, I pray that the same grace that flowed from my heavenly Father to the Son to us, Lord, would be the same grace that flows from mothers to their children. God, fill them with your grace. Fill them with your understanding, Lord. May they never grow tired of sowing the seeds, Lord. I pray that each mother in Jesus' name will reject perfectionism or competition, either perfectionism in their own life or competition between siblings, Lord. I, I just reject that. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them the grace to embrace the gospel of your grace, Father, your goodness, Father. And then that would be, that that would be, um, what shapes their home, Father, with repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation. We just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. And my last season, as the Lord just uh, laid on my heart, is I knew that coming into Mother's Day that there would be some here, or I should say even some that have chosen not to be here because Mother's Day is really hard. We've just... Um, had one of our precious moms go home to be with the Lord just recently. And I know that even after 20 years, 22 years, Pat's mother has been with the Lord. I know that it's still, we mentioned Mother's Day, and it still touches, it still touches a really tender part in our hearts. And so there is a season of grieving, and I just um, feel like the Lord wants me to in, encourage, behold his glory in the season of grief looking for his presence in the season of grief. It doesn't make it easier. It just means you have somebody to walk through it with you. And so I just want to take a moment um, to just pray over you in that season, if you're in that season or know somebody, or, um, or it's been a, a while and it still brings up that tender place in your heart. I just want to pray over you for that season, that you would, you would be... Um, compelled by his presence to um, even invite him to help you walk through this season. 
So, Father God, I thank you that you are over every situation, no matter how difficult it seems. God, we come before you as a church and we say, it's been a hard season. We've seen, some, we've seen a mom recently go to be with the Lord. We have memories of our own moms that... Um, some that are sitting here that have gone before them in the Lord. And, and Father, it's, I just thank you that you are fully trustworthy. You are all-powerful. You are all-able. You are our healer. And you'll never, ever waste the grief, the grief that we're walking through or that some are walking through today. Lord, so I pray that you would use these things for good in some way. Because I know that nothing is difficult for you, and you can use all things. So, Lord, I just pray for those that are grieving today. I ask for your comfort just around those who weep. And I pray for the peace of your presence to cover our minds and our thoughts as you remind us that you are the one that has the final say over every part of our life, Lord. God, we give you the glory. I thank you, Father that our days are in your hands. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I am sure, I'm sure that there's many more seasons that you may be walking through or could have walked through or whatever. There's a lot more than just five. I just felt like the Lord just gave me um, specifically these five areas that I just wanted to pray over you. And... Uh, and minister his grace. So, um, I think now, I want all the moms to stand up. Can we do that? Because I want us as a body um, of Christ, just to, if you see a mom, may not have, it doesn't have to be your mom, just a lady, go surround them. I just want us to pray over the moms. Y'all aren't moving. One, two, three, move. <laughs> and Josh, you can start that if you want. So, Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for motherhood. I thank you for these ladies who are standing up as your servants i thank you for the ladies that are standing up that are ambassadors of your love that are ambassadors of your grace that are ministers of reconciliation lord i speak that ministry over them right now that they would be the uh, catalyst in their own family that would be a minister of reconciliation father god i thank you lord i thank you that the gift of motherhood is rich it bears much privilege. It bears much work. But you've given the grace. You've given them grace to do what you've called them to do. God, I pray that you would bless every mother and every grandmother with your spiritual blessings today. I pray that you would speak to her heart where they are standing right now. Speak to her heart. Speak to her spirit. God, I pray that you would confirm to her that you see every work of her hand, and it is not in vain. I pray that you would minister the words to these mothers that are standing. Well done. I am well pleased. Good job. You're my daughter's the apple of my eye. 
show her how cherished that she is in the eyes of her heavenly father and though the task of motherhood through that task lord i i pray they would never lose sight of who she is in you that you've given her great value lord and i pray for a fresh grace i pray for a fresh outpouring of grace for the days ahead and that you would in jesus name that you would protect and bless every marriage that is represented here in the midst of, of the challenges of parenting. Mold us, Lord. God, we give you permission, don't we, ladies, to mold us to the ladies that you've called us to be and give us the grace to behold your glory in every season that you've called us to walk through. In Jesus' name. Well, God is good, isn't he? All the time, and all the time, God is good. So, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I say, bless you, bless you. May the Father bless you today. May you have fun with your family. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the time with them that you have. We have purposefully um, closed out the service a little bit early because I know some moms are going to lunch and I want to make sure that you beat the lunch crowd. And in addition to that, we have a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to make, if you saw as you were coming in, to make a bouquet. One bouquet per family for whoever it is in, the, in your family that you would like to give a bouquet to, whether it's that your mother, your spiritual mother, your so I'm going to invite you as you go out. I think Jake's already out there, isn't he, Carrie? And um, we've got some guys out there that are going to give some flowers to us ladies. So go and be blessed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Have a good week.